You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Hello, boys and girls, and welcome to the Lost uh, podcast from the Oz Network, talking about the TV series Lost. Um, ben, are you here? Um, can you hear me? No. Um, I've been waiting for you for as long as we're good to go. Uh, <laughs> Don't you love in-jokes that no one will ever know? I'm thinking we'll for a second ago I missed something from this episode. I'm like, oh, right, okay, what just happened? Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> no one's going to get this, and even in a year we'll listen back and we'll be like, what? Uh, but anyway, uh, finale <laughs> fever time. Uh, it feels like we're just on Exodus, but we're already into another uh, finale. So season two, despite it kind of being quite drawn out, has gone by in a flash, flashes before your eyes. Um so we're into the finale, live together, die alone. Uh, we're just recapping part one here. And this was written by Carlton and Damon, directed by Jack Bender, all the usual suspects. Uh, aired on May 24th, 2006. Both of the episodes aired on this uh, day. So you've got a double dose of loss, just like you will uh, if you downloaded this on the day it was released. You should get both episodes. Uh, so just continuing tradition. Um my name is Noah, and did that bird just say my name? And my name is Ben, and all right, enough jibber-jabber, let's roll. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's a good episode, but really not a good one for the quotes. No. Um, yeah, uh, Live Together, Die Alone, the finale, we're already at the end of season two. Um, as I said at the end of last episode, I do think it's probably the weakest of the five season finales, um, but it's still a super enjoyable episode. I just think... Like all the other finales kind of have something notable. Like Exodus had like the raft and Mr. Friendly and blowing up the hatch and Arts' death and Jack and Sawyer. You know, and the later ones has not Penny's boat and the flash forwards and getting off the island and Juliet and the bomb and stuff like that. And I feel like this one's maybe lacking a bit in like some big epic kind of event other than the entire explosion of a hatch. Um, but it's still super enjoyable. I speak only fondly about lost finales i think they're so epic and they always feel like films and i love that they go all out for the finale so i still really enjoy live together die alone it's just perhaps doesn't live up to some of its fellow finales um i think kind of with this one it's like i have such differing opinions on the parts like i know you rank them together so maybe your ranking is obviously going to be different but you know i guess kind of in a bit of a spoiler like you know like this first part yeah it's pretty decent but I love the second part. So, um, I mean, that's kind of my viewpoint on it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's still, you know, it, they feel like they go by super quickly. Like, there's just no kind of moments where you're bored in any of these episodes. Um, All killer, no filler. Yeah. And uh, Desmond's back, which is great. And we meet some pretty cool people, you know. We get Penny and got a bit teary in the second part, even with some of the Walt stuff. Um, so... Yeah, no, I'm looking forward to, to chatting about it and seeing if we can go for two hours or 40 minutes. I don't know which way we're going with this episode today. Yeah, so Desmond's back, which, um, again, I didn't really follow the online stuff. Like, people, some people didn't have the internet in 2006, kids, but, uh, so I didn't see this coming. I didn't really think we would ever see Desmond again. Uh, I just kind of assumed when he left, that would be it. Maybe they would talk about, oh, he died or oh, he escaped um but this was such a treat because i fell in love with desmond we talked about it in the first three episodes he was great i was sad that he left um but that is all, almost interesting in this episode 
because even by the end of this episode, I'm not. I wasn't a hundred percent convinced that Desmond was coming there back next season. Like, I thought, oh, because it's the finale, they have like this special flashback with Desmond. But I was not even expecting him to become a series regular next season. I mean, I was hoping for it, and I feel like that's com- a common trend. Like, season five comes around, and I'm like, oh, is Desmond still going to be in the show? Season six, well, is Desmond going to still be in the show? Um, but this was a pleasant surprise. I feel to have Des- not only have Desmond back as a guest star, but also get to see his backstory, which was just so cool. His backstory is always kind of interesting as well. It's kind of you know I think we all have our characters that we like their backstories and kind of look forward to it. And uh, I, I feel that he does he even ever have a weak backstory episode? I know he kind of he's a weird that they mm. kind of like flash sides yeah. and this that and everything. No, there's else. one. There's one. There's one where apparently Desmond was a monk, and that's why he ah, says brother, yeah. which I will get very mad at. But yeah, I thought, the rest are just like top tier episodes of law. I thought there was going to be like one of him like getting a tattoo whilst you know pushing a weed farm or something like that, and you know finding out that there's another woman. <laughs> None of that. Um, but yeah, um, I remember that one. Now you mention it. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of just, he's a fascinating character. He, he really is. And I know we kind of talked him up a lot earlier in this season. But, um, and I, I guess kind of, it, it does kind of feel like, even though this has taken people 24 weeks or 23 weeks to get to this part, um, it feels like we've recorded this in about four weeks. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's interesting to sort of think that kind of have some of the crap we had this season, but that we're kind of in this bit where it all feels like it's a nice round circle, if you know what I mean. Yeah, um, and it, it's just, like, this season really did introduce two of the greatest um, characters in Lost, and, you know, we haven't seen Henry Gale in a little bit. He's been off running away, so we get him next week, but uh, we've got Desmond in substitute for the awesome characters being missing. Um, but, yeah, this episode really does kind of bring all the elements of Season 2 together and ties it up into a neat bow, I feel. Um, and, you know... Like, I, I feel like it's very... The Lost Finales do a great job of concluding the season storyline while also setting up the next season storyline. Um, so, I mean, I think this is just as good as Exit. As, like, it's a weaker episode, but I think it's just as good at wrapping up things and making it feel like it's tying the season together in a bow. Yes, I agree. And it's kind of... Um... This is the end of the hatch completely, right? Just a spoiler for the next two weeks. Like, that's it. That's done. So that's just season two. Well, technically, the season five finale deals with the hatch quite a bit. But, yeah, for the most part. Oh, so it gets blown to bits. Uh, we get some good Echo stuff uh, in these two oh. episodes, do we? I mean, Echo's our new boon, but I have to say I'm not an Echo fan in this finale. Speaking of boon, we get a lovely, nice boon reference in this episode, oh, too. Oh, yeah. So cool. I'm very excited for that. next one? Uh, it's one of the ones that we're releasing today on the Oz Network. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I have to say, I'm hashtag Team Lock for this one. I'm not sure if you've sworn oh, I, I can see it, like, you know, I, but I just, there's just a couple of nice echo lines that he has, um, which kind of, you know, but yeah, I think I'm probably more Team Lock in this episode, and, you know, poor old Gummy Joe has a breakdown this episode, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Every single second, my pathetic little life is as useless as this damn finale. Um, <laughs> and Charlie's just smirking in the background. Ah, you're crying. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we get some nice concluding stuff with Charlie, but he's just still so random this season. Um, now, it probably makes sense to 
kind of play out the episode as it goes, but I think it's just easy if we just do the flashback uh, because that's the way I've written my notes and it would be too hard for me to do otherwise. Um, but if you're all right with that, I think it's just easier to do this first half of this flashback. And this episode, a lot of flashback. I'm not sure if this like breaks a record for most amount of flashback in an episode that's not like an extended flashback episode, but there's a lot of Desmond flashback here. Uh, I just love the fact that actually even on Lostpedia, the way they've separated everything, it's um, <laughs> it's flashback before the island, on the island, then we have uh, on the island, Desmond's arrival, Saeed's backup plan, Walt's rescue party, the that's swan. Too complicated. Like, Jesus Christ, I'm glad I'm not hosting this episode. Oh, and sorry, elsewhere... <laughs> <laughs> elsewhere what is claire up to pretty much is what elsewhere means. Uh, elsewhere is penny in the arctic but anyway oh because they've got they've, oh, so combined this, in it. they've combined this as like one article for both parts i guess like i the finale is always good because they always give everyone something to do but <laughs> like claire doesn't even have fun my baby claire's this actually week, tolerable this, this week though i actually kind of like the little claire yeah that's because she doesn't do anything like the sweet little bit with claire at the end uh of next yeah. week like oh, well, next episode like it's kind of like oh i can tolerate claire in this episode yeah because she's not going oh my baby oh are you a mother son ah! yeah, we don't want to get too ahead of ourselves but Damn it, Bernard, why did you have to be there at that exact moment? Uh, but we'll get to that. Um, God damn it, why weren't you tending to Rose? Wow. <laughs> anyway, let's get into the flashback. And I'm not sure if you can even remember watching it for the first time, but completely blindsided that we were getting a Desmond flashback. Like, not, not even a Henry Gale one at this point. And then suddenly Desmond's back. He wasn't even at the end of last episode. It was just the boat. Uh, but he's here, so I was completely blind. So I'm not sure if you remember anything. I don't remember the f- being shocked at the flashback. I remember kind of seeing Desmond on the boat, going like, "Oh, it's that guy." Um, but yeah, I I don't necessarily go. I'm like, "Holy fuck! It's it's Desmond in a flashback." There's Alan Dale. Uh, <laughs> I don't think that's quite like uh, that. So the flashback uh, begins, and apparently uh, Desmond was in like a military prison. Uh, I don't think we ever find out exactly what he did, but I don't think we're ever really intended to find out exactly what he did. Uh, But he's getting his personal effects. Uh, The main one is our mutual friend. Um, I don't even need to ask if you've read this time. (laughs) No, uh, like... (laughs) I barely know who Charles Dickens is. Uh, (laughs) I think he's an explorer, isn't he? Didn't he discover, like, Russia or something like that? (laughs) Uh, that's all right. He did I a Christmas really Carol, didn't he? Yeah. Okay, there you go. I know who Charles Dickens is. I love a twist. I like the, the Christmas Carol win with the ghost of Christmas past, present. I always want that to happen to me. <laughs> like, can you haunt me? Can you be like the ghost of Christmas present? Ben, if you don't stop being silly on a podcast. I think it's your, you are the one who haunts me um, in these episodes. Um so we learn uh, his name, Lance Corporal Desmond David Hume. Uh, you were dishonorably discharged. Um, now, this guy, do, do, like British military, there's a lot of talk about British military in this. Do they talk about, like, what do they say, like, God save the Queen or long live the Queen? Or Do they actually talk like that? I, I think there are some elements where they kind of, it's there is a lot of elements, a lot of stuff in the, the British United Kingdom where it is very proper. Um, I mean, you know, think of their national anthem. It's like, God save our... Which is so funny, like, um, when it comes to this sort of stuff that, you know, 
think about it. Like at the time of the time of this being released, there's every opportunity in the time we've recorded this that the Queen might be dead. So that, oh, that she's out of yeah, she's, she's gone. So we've got King so Charles. Dead. So like um, he, she was on that luge <laughs> track as well. But it's it's sure. kind of weird to think that like you know they have to change the national anthem, all our money's going to change and things like the that. Money, so the money. they would even have to say here like you know like on His Majesty's you know like it's just little things like that. So I think they do. I honestly think they do. Like I, if he's Scottish, right? So I think they mentioned something about the Scots army. Why has this guy not got a Scottish accent? Um. Yeah, well, maybe he's in a military prison in... True. I mean, like, I, I know the... I think it's, it's just... Alan Dale's there, so... You know, I think it's just the British Army. I don't think they have, like, the Scottish Army, because I guess they didn't get independence, did they? But, well, um, it's like the Scots Regiment, so it's, like, a part of it. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to throw it out there. Uh, when old Lizzie kicks the bucket... Old, or we could call her Libby, even, as we <laughs> get to that. Um, when old Libby kicks the bucket, I think... Probably a good opportunity, good timing for us to just pull out of there. I'm Completely agree, Nagros. I will say Why this. <laughs> and then American listeners are probably going to hate me because I think I'm a Trump supporter, but bear with me. I'm a proud as punch Republican uh, when it comes to Australian uh, law. So, and yeah, I think kind of that's what the, the, the issue is. Malcolm Turnbull, our current Prime Minister at the time of recording this, um, wow. we've had 13 since. Um, I mean, he used to head, the, he was the head of the Republican movement when we had the referendum in 1999. So, I think he's just biding his time till Lizzie croaks it, and then we'll probably have the issue put on the table again, and I can't wait to vote yes. Hashtag vote I, yes for Australia as a republic. Ben <laughs> <laughs> gets Hashtag political. Hashtag it's okay to vote no. <laughs> In this case, it's uh, not. <laughs> I, I just want uh, just to add to the evidence. Someone needs to get that isolated sound clip, please, of I'm an out and proud republican. <laughs> Just adding to the evidence. Put that to the Hyman reference and whatever that other one was a few weeks ago. <laughs> was like good at editing and actually cared enough to do any of that listeners, stuff. If Adam, have all if Adam had like acoustic or something like that. Uh. <laughs> there you go, Adam. Um, but he's been discharged, so he's out pouring down with rain. Is this just like their view of what England is always <laughs> Scotland, like? Scotland, it's just raining all the time. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I do love the rain. I always love rain. Have you been to Scotland? Um, no, I've been to England. I'd love to go to Scotland. That's where my family's from. Scotland? Scotland. I can get a British um, passport. I might be actually in Scotland this time because I'm thinking about moving to the UK after I've been to the Gold Coast. So there you go. You fled to Scotland. I fled to my homeland. I fled to Scotland to find Desmond, brother. No, I'd really love to go there. I have some friends there and I did live in Europe for a year but just never really made it back onto that island so one day maybe I'll visit you um, well, we, I mean it's, it's, they're our owners Noah so I guess we should go pay respect to the people who well they their... should be paying for us to go there then if they own us can I just say to um, anybody who's not Australian just look at our flag to be reminded that we have another country's flag on our flag to be reminded that we're subtly owned by another country still technically so <laughs> but we have more stars than New Zealand and that's all that matters. Yeah, but and that's because you know why we have more stars because we steal their stars like Russell Crowe and Sam Neill and claim that they're ours. So you know, oh, did you come up with that joke? I did actually. If I've heard of that, no, one. it's pretty good. Thanks, Noah. I appreciate that. Um, so Desmond's called into the car, and who could it be? Uh, well, this show has been missing one vital thing. It can't be on television. 
without having this key component. Uh, it's TV's Alan Dale. Alan Australia's da- Alan Dale. Alan Dale is the Samuel L. Jackson of TV. He's oh, in TV. everything. He's a TV slut, Alan Dale. Um, it's Caleb Nickel from the OC. It's the president like, from 24. Yeah, he, it's insert in TV everything. show here and insert TV Neighbors, character here. He yeah, he got famous on Neighbours. Um, now, Alan Dale, he was great. Like, just like Samuel Jackson and everything. Every time you see Alan Dale, it's like, all right. This one's on you, Alan. You're great. Whatever. Um, but this guy is not even trying with his British accent, though. Is he just so far like, oh, I'm Alan. TV's Alan. Oh, I don't need to try. Like, you got me, and that's all that matters. Like, but he kind of has that posh trying. Australian accent, doesn't he? Like, Oh, yeah, he does. You know that traditional, like, like, like Desmond? Yeah. Like, you know that traditional 1950s one where you used to watch the newsreels? Like, Milo brings you this fantastic news clip. Like, you know, how Australians yeah, spoke it, in the it 50s. it definitely has a tinge of the Brits in it, but... You know, you could try a bit harder. It's not that hard to do a British accent. Um, Particularly if I'm an Australian. But like, and the thing is, yeah. like, Alan Dow's good at accents because <laughs> if you've seen him on anything on TV, if you've seen him on, if you watched any TV in the last fifty years, you've seen Alan Dale. So, like, um, you know, I mean, Caleb Nickel on the OC was American when he was the vice president on the Twenty Four. Became the president for five seconds. He was American. So, like, he could do the American accent really well. Um, so it's not that hard to do the British accent, old Alan Dale. I just love Alan Dale. Can I just say I want to yeah, start the Alan Dale Appreciation Club? Yeah, he's he's great. Um, it's kind of funny to watch this now because you know he'll become such a key figure in this show. Like he'll be on the island in the second last episode of this show like um but at the time you're just like oh there's alan doe with a guest star you would never even imagine uh, like i remember thinking oh we might get him in and one more two more flashbacks but i never imagined he would go on to be as big of a character like it's just so weird to watch this and see that henry gale who was down in the hatch has had this like 20 year feud with this guy yeah um and this guy's going to send a boat to the island and it's going to lead into some really exciting stuff, not beneath boat and all this great stuff. Um, but it, it's so weird because he's just got this, what, one scene, but then um, he'll go on to be quite an important character. But Charles Widmore, he's a good kind of, you know, he's not the head villain, but he's a good kind of antagonist for the show, I feel. He's like, um, is he like the big bad's rival, I guess, would you say? Or, I mean... How would you... That depends on who you call the big bad, really. I mean, if Ben's the big bad, then I guess, he's, yeah. you know. I mean, it, I, I like Charles Woodmore because he is a bad guy, but he's not the traditional, like, I'm so evil. Um, well, well, that was a pretty good Charles Woodmore there. I wasn't even <laughs> intending to. Um, <laughs> if I do say so myself. Um, but he's kind of like a smarmy kind of business guy who does really shitty things uh, to people, but he's not like that. More ha-ha type thing, so I, I like Wib more. Just, it's so interesting looking at his IMDb, IMDb. He never stops working. This guy's in like a hundred things a year. Um, yeah. And he's kind of typecast, but who gives a shit? Because he's awesome. <laughs> like, um, Yeah, uh, I agree, kind of. It's just, he, it's just, it's so interesting to kind of think that you know, like, it's, it's just, oh, you weren't expecting. Of course, you're expecting for, you know, Alan Dale to show up at some point because he's on every TV show. But yeah, like, um, I don't think I remember seeing it for the first time. You automatically recognize, like, oh, there he is. There's Alan Dale. Tick it off the drinking game list. He'll appear eventually. <laughs> um, but yeah, to think that he actually becomes like a, a major person. Cause I think that's kind of the thing with Alan Dale is that, like, 
not only is he generally on every TV show, but it's actually rare that he's just like a one-off, if you think about it. Like, you know, I mean, 24, he was in like a, a huge part of season two. And like, you know, I think a lot of people are the OC fans. I mean, he was sort of the big bad of the OC for a long time, you know, as Caleb Nichol. And then, you know, I think Ugly, I'm just looking at Ugly Betty, 33 episodes. Sea Patrol, he's on Sea Patrol. Australia's Sea Patrol. Um, he was the Australian ambassador on Flight of the Concords. Um, but like, he's just, he's literally like on everything for at least, you know, like 10 episodes or five episodes. So he's obviously like, I re- it'd be interesting to get him on the show, and maybe we have in the six months since we've recorded this, um, to kind of find out... He was in flight. Does, does he just go out of his way to, you know, be a bit part? I wonder if he's ever offered, like, you are going to be the star of House of Cards. <laughs> no, no, I just want to be a bit part. Give it to yeah, Kevin maybe Spacey. Maybe he likes it. Yeah, maybe that's just his bag. He just loves being the bit, the bit guy. He wants to be on all the shows. So. He's, just, he's got a list. He's management. It's like, oh, have, which CSI haven't we been on? Okay, that one. <laughs> which NCIS haven't we? Okay, that one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, introduction of Wibmore. Um, not the only important character to be introduced. Um, but Wibmore's going a bit Matrix here because he's got two boxes. And, uh, pick one. No, he doesn't do that. But one contains your past. The other contains the future. Um, and then we see that the past contains all the letters that he's ever sent to Penny. Uh, that bastard, stupid Widmore, how could you do this? Uh, so Penny never received any of his letters when he was in prison. Um, so Widmore's kind of making it, he's made it so Desmond has forsaken her. And we learn that Penny is now getting married. Um, and he's ordered by Widmore to have no contact with Penny, uh, you have to run away, Desmond, and he calls Desmond a coward. Uh, so that's the... F- I think it's the only scene of Wimmore, this... It is. Um, and we saw, like, earlier on... I don't think we even mentioned it in the episode. It was, like, Widmore Labs pregnancy test and stuff. So they've been teasing this up. Um, I think we forgot to talk about that in that rather long episode. Um, so... This is, I guess, I don't know, sometime later. Uh, Desmond's made it to America. He's in a coffee shop. Uh, but, oh, no, I spent all my American money. Oh, come on, Desmond. Here's the Sawyer handbook here. Like, oh, I spent all my American money. Um, uh, but who could it be? Boone! Cynthia Watros, because oh. <laughs> the producers felt bad for killing her way before her time was over. Um, but I like this. I thought it was... I still remember watching this for the first time. Oh, cool, Libby. Um, and seeing Libby is back. Elizabeth, she's got a fancy new haircut. Uh, she covers the coffee. Uh, and they go on a little date. Um, and... <laughs> This is, I guess, is this supposed to be there? like, well, we didn't do the Libby flashback we were supposed to do, so let's put a bit of backstory in, and we learned about her husband. Uh, he had a boat. He named it after her, Elizabeth. Um, and we learned that Desmond is going on a sailing race across the world, which he mentioned in orientation. Um, it doesn't matter what the prize is. It matters who he wins it for, and we learned that it's Charles Widmore's race. Um, and that he's going to do that to regain his honour. Um, and he talks about how Widmore took every penny away from me, and then Libby, I have a boat. Um, so Libby's husband, David, not the same Dave from Dave, uh, <laughs> got sick and died, but she wants Desmond to have the boat because she's cuckoo and gives <laughs> boats to strangers. Um, and then I... like. 
uh, God, how could I be blanking on this? Damn it. Ian Cusick, Henry Ian Cusick, he's just so good. He's an amazing actor, and he really shows his chops in this episode. But I just love the, then I thank you, Elizabeth, and I shall win this race for love. Like, we'll get more into Desmond and Penny, but, like, Jack, Kate, Sawyer, Kate, like, take notes on how to write a love story because it's just not working, especially not in this season. Um, But I like that they brought back Libby. It's kind of random, but I, I love the kind of the whole coincidence fate and how how crazy things just can happen in life that <laughs> libby died just as her boat was about to come around the corner uh like it happened at her funeral like yeah no it's a bit like oh my god like that's convenient but these <laughs> things do happen in life. like you know like people would go out their front door and then they get hit by a car and they die if they left 10 seconds earlier they would still be alive like all these weird uh, things that you would say, oh, that's convenient, really do happen. So I gotta like this that at her funeral, her boat shows up and like, oh god, if it was just one day later, they could have put it all together and it would have been a big thing. But no, um, so I like that they put her in, but I do have my suspicions about whether or not they just felt bad for Cynthia. Like obviously they didn't care about uh, Michelle Rodriguez, but um, it's still cool to get a bit of her in there. I think. I know that the day I die, I'll actually get a Tinder match. So um, that's <laughs> kind of what will happen for me. <laughs> Ding, you have a match. Oh, sorry, he's dead. <laughs> um, it's 2001, according to um, Lostpedia. This is when this happens. Um, but yeah, I do kind of... I like, I, I like the fact that it's like random Libby, but it's just... The thing that I'm kind of laughing about in this scene, it's just like, he meets this woman, she's nice enough to pay for a coffee, you know, because he's left his American money at home, fair enough, Um, and then he's just like, starts jibber-jabbering to her, and then it's just like, oh, yeah, I I need a boat, oh, I don't have one, oh, guess what, my husband died, you want a boat? (laughs) Like, it's just... Like, can that happen to me? Like, oh, yeah, I just got dumped. I'm really, you know, I really wish I could have Natalie Portman. Oh, I know Natalie Portman. She just broke up with her husband. You want to? Like, you know, just something like that just conveniently falls out of the sky. Um, but I guess this is where um, everybody would have gone crazy about Dave and David, right? That, like, the whole mental hospital and, you know, not David. But um, I'm guessing this is where the theory started. Um, yeah. But, yeah. It's it's nice, like, you know, like you're right, this, this whole love story. I mean, it's we've talked about this so many times about, you know, this and Jin and San are just, like, you know, tear-inducing love story. Um, but I, the interesting thing, actually, I know we will see the boat after, like, with Elizabeth, how it has written on the back of it, Newport Beach. And I actually, I'm glad that on the trivia on Lostpedia for Elizabeth's sailboat, it actually says this. Um, not that you would ever know this, because I doubt you watched the OC, but the OC was set at Newport Beach, which, of course, Alan Dale was uh, Caleb uh, Nickel on that. So I think that's kind of a, a funny little thing there. And that's what it's got here on Lostpedia. The ship is registered in Newport Beach. Also the locale of Fox series The OC, where Alan Dale also played a shady tycoon. It's who he plays in everything he's in. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to tell us that. Yeah. We know. Where Alan Dale played the same character he is in everything. <laughs> where Alan Dale played his character. And I also love um, the fact on Lostpedia how they've got the article for David Smith, Libby's husband. Now, we learn through Libby on this episode that he wanted to sail to the Mediterranean and died, you know, like a month ago. 
But for some reason, Lostpedia has to cite this as a reference. According to the Lost Encyclopedia, David was a sailor and he wanted to sail to the Mediterranean, but he died just a month before living. Exactly. It's said in the episode. <laughs> but they thought, oh, we feel guilty. We better, we better reference the Lostpedia here. Uh, the Lost Encyclopedia. But yeah, it's a nice little scene. Is this, um, do we get Libby in another flashback? I feel we get Libby in another flashback. Well, this is, I was just going to quickly mention this. This is where I kind of get annoyed because it's nice to see her back. But I'm kind of pissed because we see Libby quite a bit after this. We get her in um, season four once or twice and we get her in season six a few times uh do we get her in season three i'm just trying to remember i don't think so uh so i'm kind of pissed that they brought her back they went to the effort of flying her out to hawaii writing scripting scenes and they never thought oh maybe we should clear up some of this mental institution thing so we do see libby back she's in the finale but i'm kind of pissed with that like you had your chance lost, um, and instead you bring her back as like a dead vision or something. So with like. Cynthia, Cynthia Watros, the female in Summer Holder, she's just hanging around Hawaii, like I'll be in it, yeah. I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, both of them. Like she probably bought a house too. Like oh, I got on the second season of The Biggest Show on Summer. <laughs> uh, oh, get lost, Cynthia. Um, David Smith. Uh, theories. Libby was never really married, but fantasized that she was married. Yeah, she really is cuckoo. Isn't she, she? she is. Oh, la di da da. I was married. What a boat. And then like Desmond goes to the wharf, and there's like a little toy boat. Here's my boat. La 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 la. Like a sailor hat, like a paper hat. <laughs> so like there's there's just another scene where Desmond's like, okay then. Um, yeah, I'm going to go to the bank like, and get a lawn. She's like, <laughs> I have a boat, and then they cut to the wharf, and like this dingy old. Uh, dinghy that's just tied up on a pole. She's like, "What? It's a boat!" Or she's on like this uh-huh. massive. But she gets on the uh, the Elizabeth, sails off, and then all of a sudden you see like some guy. Hey, you stole my boat! Like that crazy <laughs> woman keeps saying it's her boat. Like, oh, la, la, la. Stop thief! Stop thief! <laughs> Trolled you there! La 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 la. Um, Libby's deceased husband David is actually Jessica's husband David from Confidence <laughs> Man. Remember Jessica with the yeah. The husband and the kid. Yeah. Um, <laughs> perhaps Lib- Libby knew that Desmond's middle name is David. <laughs> if true, <laughs> then maybe Libby has lied about having a husband. <laughs> yeah, she really is cuckoo named David in order to make Desmond think the fate <laughs> was bringing him a boat. <laughs> Why would she do that? Uh, he is Hurley's imaginary friend. No, we know that that's not true. Uh, Libby's husband is David Reyes, Hurley's father. (laughs) (laughs) She's not dead, though. (laughs) Libby's husband was on the balcony that Hurley... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, these theories are getting crazier and crazier. Um, And we're getting one step closer to uh, the episode where Bobo was microchipped by (laughs) Jin's mother. Um, So... Uh, Libby, like red-haired Libby, uh, gives him the boat. Uh, Looks so pretty now good, too. Got... It's a cool boat, and it will be kind of in this show for quite a while. Um, it's going to pop up quite a bit. Um, so he's going to win the race for love. Next flashback, we're at the stadium, and this really brings it full circle with episode one, just kind of like the airport stuff did with uh, the pilot um 
Now, this is cool to watch on the chronological Lost because we get this and then we go straight into the um, Man of Science, Man of Faith. But we're at the stadium uh, and we see Jack show up with his nice bangs and he's going for his stadium run. He's trying to fix Sarah. Uh, so just as this happened, when Desmond was getting ready to run, uh, Penny shows up. So good good timing, convenient uh, for the connections here. Um but they're reunited for the first time in a long time. And um, first introduction of Penny. I have to Aww. say, I love their love story. It's just amazing. Uh, the constant, maybe the best episode lost. I just love everything they do with it. I have to say, probably an unpopular opinion, but there's just something about Penny that kind of annoys me. I don't no. know if it's the posh Britishness or... I don't know. Like, I love the storyline. Everything's great there, but there's just something where it's like, shut up, Penny. No, don't. No, no. You leave Penny alone. Come on. Yes. I have to put up with this man Juliet coming up, but, like, no. Yeah. Just Penny, well, no. So I'll admit they're well done. So it's not like I'm hating both of them, but there's just something. Like, I don't ha- even hate Penny, but there's just that little irk where she's like, she's kind of annoying. No, um, I disagree. Boo, boo, Noah. The, the posh British accent. Uh, but Oh, God, we're going we- back to Dr. No. I listened to that. Oh, I hate snooty <laughs> British men. We mentioned this in, um, in Homecoming, but Penny is actually from the same town as... Oh, the same suburb as Lucy, who was I love Lucy. Charlie's uh, Charlie's kind of um, vomit friend. Yeah, vomit friend girlfriend that no one cares about, and no one likes that flashback. Um, so she talks about I have a lot of money, Desmond. With enough money and determination, you can find anyone. Um, so Penny gets angry at him for not writing while he was in prison. Um, did she not suspect something? And then this is where Desmond turns around and says, well, you never visited me, love, did you? <laughs> like, that's a two-way street, Penny. You could have written to him. But why, I mean, she probably did, but... Why doesn't he say, I bloody did write to you, ask your fucking father? Well, he needs to regain his honour. He doesn't want to blame him with more. I don't know. Um, and he's probably more preoccupied because he asks, when are you getting married? So I think he's more preoccupied. Uh, and Desmond says, I'll be back in a year. Oh, this is just sad. Um, like, now this is true love because unlike some uh, particular Arab that I know, uh, Desmond goes on the island and doesn't start banging hot blonde models. Exactly. Uh, he stays true to his love. Uh, so maybe, Saeed, if you never played around with Shannon... Nadia might have still been alive. I'm just going to put that. Um, maybe Shannon would have been alive too. <laughs> probably would have. I reckon she would have. Uh, she wouldn't have been out in the jungle searching Walt. She probably would have been yeah. just chilling, getting tanned because she's Shannon. So, stick with true love. Um, Boone wouldn't be dead either because he wouldn't be all shitty at Shannon because he's doing yeah. like you killed both of them, Saeed. It's all Saeed's fault. Um... But she asked Desmond what he's running from, and I have to get my honour back. That's what I'm going to do. So that's why he's on this race. He wants his honour back. Uh, you know, introduction of Penny, kind of an important character in this show, and I, I love how they tie it with episode one and they have Jack there about to go for the run. It's just kind of cool. His little bandana head. Um, yeah, it's like the connection there. Like, 
oh, this is this scene. This is when that happened. I had to look it up because I don't think we talked about it in the first one. I'm like, where did they film that? And I've just learned it's Aloha Stadium in Alia, Hawaii. Um, <laughs> most famously known as the traditional site of the NFL Pro Bowl. There you go. Um, yeah, I, I, I like this scene. I, I just, every time these two are on screen, I just get emotional because it's just, it's such sweet story. Uh, it's kind of, it's different to like Jin and Sun because like we're used to just seeing Jin and Sun chilling or like, you know, Jin destroying Sun's garden or, you know, like it's just, <laughs> you know, there's always marriage. Some, yeah. Marriage stuff. Where it's kind of like just every time, because is this the only time we actually get to see them together until like forever? For, oh, when he calls her at Christmas time. Oh, don't. I um, love your penny. Just, oh, God, it's just so... Oh. I just but, love yeah, this, Yeah, they reunite the season four finale, which automatically makes it better than this finale, just because that's amazing. It's just everything about this storyline. Just I just love it so much. So, um, yeah, I just it's it's exciting to, to see the first appearance of Penny. And boo, Noah, no, I really like Penny. Uh, and I, I've, I used to be a real, like, you know, the British accent kind of used to be, like, the one I always found the sexiest. But I've kind of dropped off on the British accent a little bit. But um, now it's Scottish for you. No, God no. Have you ever tried talking dirty? <laughs> Come here, the big boy. Have you heard somebody talk dirty Come in and... the Scottish accent? Come and have a play at my bagpipes, big boy. <laughs> I just see a fat bastard. <laughs> I'm bloody touching myself. It feels amazing. Get in my belly. Got me cult. My Come gran- on, Ben. My grandma's Scottish. I don't want to listen to that. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I really would love to go to Scotland. I'm sure the Scots are great, but their accent just like I love, know. I love Shirley Manson. Um, but like the first time I discovered she was Scottish on the World Is Not Enough DVD when they're like interviewing Garbage about you know what's it like doing a Bond theme and you're going, oh yeah, it's so great. I'm so honoured. Oh, I'm so honoured to be doing. Oh, it's bloody fantastic to be doing a Bond theme. It's such an honour. Yeah. It just sticks out. Like, you can never have a serious Scottish character unless it's Sean Connery. I am I'm uh, proud I as... watched The Force Awakens, and, like, there's that Scottish guy in there, and it just does not work at all. And this is the galaxy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, as, I'm as proud as Punch of my Scottish heritage. I've always said, well, I nearly, when I nearly got married, and that's the only time it'll ever happen, uh, <laughs> that I was always going to get married in a kilt, so it'll be a long part <laughs> dream. <laughs> I love how that's funny. Um, so... <laughs> That was like the weirdest laugh. (laughs) Um, But yeah. I visualized that in my head and it was very funny. Someone's uninvited. But I should laugh. You're just going to be standing there at the wedding laughing at me like, look at Ben and his guilt. No, I I think that's admirable. So I'm going to do that hopefully. Pretty funny. But my name will probably be long dead by then because I'm never going to get married. So it's good. I'm hanging on, Ben. Hurry up and get married. (laughs) It's like, Nan, you're 150. You can, like, it's not going to happen. Sorry. Uh, like this is my uh, <laughs> my wife's song. I ordered her in the mail. Um, <laughs> you were getting old, Nan. My sex robot. Uh, she comes to Thailand. R two D bot. I've programmed her to marry me. Even then, she leaves me for somebody else. <laughs> She's got a Scottish accent. No, Ben, I will not marry you. Does not compute. She ends up moving to the robot. Ends up moving to France. <laughs> so even then, it's gone. Sorry, Nana tried. I, I think it's admirable though. But would the best, like the groomsmen, also yep. have 
kilts on. I'd have to have friends for that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. There, there's a few spare. I find some people. No, but like it's you meant to like get the traditional um tartan of your your clan, your family. So mine's the James family, and it's kind of like a greeny blue tartan, which you know you have to like order from Scotland and get it all traditionally made and shit. So yeah, fucking hate bagpipes. <laughs> Ben, will you take this woman? Uh, how would life and death sound on a band like? Hey, we bid farewell. I swear, every time you hear the bagpipes, it's, it's the same song. It just starts up with like. Anyway, um, so he's going to get his honour back. Uh, next, we cut forward quite a bit. We're really jumping on this one. Desmond's sailing in a storm. Uh, it's Ugh, pretty bad. That's why I hate he boats. He grabs our mutual friend. Um, boats are awesome. Um, I hate boats. I love boats. Uh, but he grabs our mutual friend because that's going to be the last book he ever reads. We didn't mention that. It's a good thing. Uh, well, that's good if you know when you're going to die, which kind of makes you think, well, maybe this episode is going to be like a one-off for Desmond and he'll die at the end or something. Um, but he gets knocked out and then he wakes up. He's on the island. Uh, guy in the hazmat suit comes out. We've got this weird kind of other 48 days kind of jump cutty thing going on here. Uh, he collects him, takes him to the jungle uh, and he wakes up. And who is it? It's Joe Inman from one of them. Um I like that Kelvin was in the Saeed flashback before he showed up. I don't think that they knew they were going to bring him back at the time. I think they're just like, well, who can we get to play Kelvin that's already been Boone in an episode and some older? Um, With a bean on. Hello, I'm Kelvin. I, we, we've talked great things about uh, Clancy Brown, and I love Kelvin as a character. He's awesome. Um you know, J.J. Abrams didn't have much to do with the show at this point, but he always kind of has a Kelvin reference in his stuff. Uh, you'll hear talk, Ray, I mean, you're about to watch this film tonight, but you'll hear Ray talk about Kelvin Ridge on Jakku and stuff like that. Um, so there's always Kelvin. So Who, who is Kelvin to J.J.? Who is Kelvin? Like a, a lover or something? <laughs> yeah, he's long lost, unrequired love. Kevin uh, J.J. Kelvin. Uh, what does JJ, JJ stand Evans for? Got, like John, John Jim, Jake, Jin, um, <laughs> Jin Julia. Jack Abram, Abrams. <laughs> uh, I typed in JJ Kelvin, but there's no immediate look, and we're in the short span memory kind of age where I'm not going to keep. Who is Kelvin? So. I'm just Google chats. <laughs> But I love Clancy Brown, and Kelvin's such a great character. I love that we got... Because we hear about the story. Then Kelvin died. Here the I end. am, the end. Uh, but I love that we actually get to see it, because I think Kelvin... Like, that story was great from Del, De, uh, Delvin, Desmond, but I think Kelvin, like, he succeeds the story, like, supersedes the story so much, I think. He's he's really... Uh, I've just Googled here. J.J. Abrams, Kelvin. Abrams explains the use of Kelvin in his projects. Um, I didn't want to read I just wanted it to tell me on the Google page Director J.J. Abrams' maternal grandfather was named Henry Kelvin He owned an electronics company and was very influential to Abrams as a boy So in honour of him, Abrams have dropped the name Kelvin into every project he's ever worked on 
There you go. Oh. There's the answer. Um, also, Die from Heroes is, seems to be in everything, too. Um, was he an alias as well, I guess? Didn't J.J. Abrams do alias? Uh, in more alias than he was in Lost. This is where we need to get Colin on the show, because Colin loves alias. Um, yeah, Kel- I like you Kelvin. Want- Say that again? I wasn't listening. I was talking. The person <laughs> who loves alias? Yeah, I watched it for I a feel week. Like alias is a show that you just you like. Yeah. I didn't know anyone loved Alias. Like, oh, I, I had a friend in high school. It. I had a friend in high school who was obsessed with it. I, I watched it for a week and I couldn't get it. I'm like, so what? She's evil and then she's not and then she is and then she's not. And... Oh, it's a decent show, but it's pre-lost. And Jennifer Garner was like, you know, yeah, she was okay. She was, you know. She was better than Jennifer Love Hewitt. So well, a... I mean, look, I did a turd The Jennifers tonight. of the mid-2000s. <laughs> oh, Jennifer <laughs> Lopez and... Uh... That name, man. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh god, get me started. Yeah, get me started. <laughs> I like Kelvin, and I kind of like how they, uh, you know, like yeah, we've had him appear, and it's it, this is again like the real fan service moment that if you're paying attention to this show, like oh fuck, he looks familiar. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I kind of like that. Um, and is this where we start getting mentions to Rosinski? Uh, and is yeah. Rosinski a real person or does he make this person up? No, he's in the show. Um, which, again, like we talked about Widmore, you'd never suspect he would be in like the finale or anything like that. You would never, ever expect that we would actually get to see Rodzinski as like a recurring character on this show. Like, this show really oh, went Oh, I remember him. I just clicked on his page. Never he's mind. a dick. Yeah. Like, I love him, but he's just a major dick. Rodzinski's great. That's right. I remember him now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so this is kind of... We have. I love the symmetry here, where Kelvin says, "Are you him?" Like uh, Desmond later says, like because Desmond's like the authority figure uh, when we first meet him, but now we see that he's kind of like the apprentice, um, the Padawan. Uh, yeah, Padawan Hume, the little braid. Uh, and he asks, <laughs> he asks him about the snowman riddle, and <laughs> unlike Locke, Desmond says, "I don't know." Not <laughs> yes, I am yes, him. I am him. Um, <laughs> Uh, I'm Inman, Kelvin Inman. Uh, so that's cool because they use this, at least the same last name. Like he was Joe Inman, but I guess Joe's his middle name or a nickname or something. Uh, he tells Desmond his boat is gone. Uh, the button goes off. Kelvin pushes. Uh, what was all that about then? Just saving the world. Like I love that we get to see the story that Desmond. Because most of the time they wouldn't tell a story; they would just go to a flashback. But now we actually get to see how Desmond would tell this story. It's, it's great, I think. Um, later on, we have Desmond watching the orientation film, uh, and we learn that there are missing parts because Rodzinski made some edits, and Rodzinski was Kelvin's partner, and Kelvin has this hazmat suit on, so he doesn't get infected from the infection outside. Uh, and that's it for part one for the Desmond flashback. Uh, really cool, though, seeing Desmond arrive on the island. The first of non-oceanic people to get a flashback. Um, it, pays very off, it pays off better in the next part, I reckon. I mean, I still like this bit. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah. It's, it's the I hate boats, and that's why I hate boats, because I'm a f- scared of getting stuck out in the middle of the ocean in a fucking storm. So, uh, <laughs> there's bed and bits of fear. To everyone. Yeah, oh, God, but I just, oh, I hate that. Um... I've been in pretty big swell um, when I was younger. It's not fun at all. I mean, not a storm like this, but 
It's definitely not fun, um, but I still like boats. Um, my dad owns a boat. My dad used to own a boat, and then I just never went in. I mean, I been, I go on boats, like when I've travelled and shit. Like you know, I went on a boat when I did the Lost tour, like the tour where Lost was in that ranch. Uh, I, I mean, there'll be a bit the next episode I can say I've been to because, like, I went on a boat on that wharf. They take you on the boat and they need to get, like, the... Uh, there's, like, a nice, sweet black family from New York or something. This is where they need to pay, like, uh, MC Gainey to come out. And when you're on the boat tour, he drives up and, we're going to have to take the boy. Like Michael Emerson. He's like, a deal's a deal. Um... Yeah, uh, my dad's boat is called Laura M, although that is a complete coincidence Laura too. Laura Um Yeah, complete coincidence, but I find it funny. Unfortunately, it wasn't called Rupert or <laughs> um, Dan Lou. Um, Dan K, rest in peace. So let's get back to the island, and it picks up straight from Bolt. Uh, so we're crashing the funeral once again. Uh, this is a great kind of recurring thing. Um so everyone's looking out the boat, and then, well, we haven't had uh, shirtless Jack and Sawyer in a while, so... Well, off we don't shirts. get shirtless Jack. Do you notice he's the only one who keeps his shirt on? Saeed and Sawyer take the shirt off, and Jack keeps his on. He's put on <laughs> a bit of weight. He's spilling a bit. <laughs> All that Dharma food. He's got a this, bit pudgy. Is this the first Saeed shirtless scene we've seen? He's a bit hairy, old Saeed. He's, you know... <laughs> well, wasn't he shirtless when he was banging uh, Shannon? In no, the, I don't remember uh, that scene. I just erased that memory. <laughs> I love, like, all these big mysteries, all these questions that we could be talking about, but the Oz Network. Oh, is this uh, the first, or is this, uh, I think this is the fourth shirtless Sawyer. Uh, have we got a shirtless log? Like, In-depth discussion on the shirtless No shirtless Hurley, fat shaming. Yeah, and Jack as well, fat shaming. Uh, Matthew Fox was a bit self-conscious, yeah, like. Uh, this is what happened with Boone. Uh, like, if he had just stripped his shirt, he would have made it to Joanna in time. <laughs> and let's be honest, we all wanted to see shirtless uh, Ian Summerholder. It's just, we were robbed. Uh, we got shirtless Maggie Grace, so we can't complain too much. Yeah, but not in the way we um, wanted. <laughs> it's not HBO, uh, unfortunately, sometimes. We see uh, a bum so in Californication. Yes. <laughs> you win some, you lose some. <laughs> and Hurley's a... She has a nice um, bum, too. She has a nice everything. Um, <laughs> except for her boyfriend in Lost. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so they're swimming out. Now, I... like. Sorry I had the gun. I'm not an expert on guns. I mean, we don't really have many guns in Australia. Uh, but... You know, in lots of movies and that, is it a thing where you can swim with a gun and it still works? I mean, I'm not saying it's not. I just don't even know. But, Didn't... like, Sawyer had the gun on the raft as well. Well, wasn't that a thing in one of the episodes where they mentioned that about the gun in the water? Like, was it was it the raft one? I can't remember. I uh, look, I wouldn't have a clue, Noah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'll just swimming with guns. I'm sure they do it in James Bond. Ne- next time I go swimming with my gun, I'll uh, be sure to fire <laughs> it at someone and see if it works. Uh, so they're doing all action. Our hero Jack, uh, Pudgy Jack, uh, <laughs> PC Pudgy Jack, um, about. shirtless Sawyer and Harry Saeed are out. They're running onto the boat. Uh, they're looking around and they got the guns out. Action men. Uh, they hear music from inside and gunshots out. I'm like this could have just been the end of Saeed right now or something. Um, and then they open it up. And it's Desmond, he's back, and he's drunk, and we've got the you. Uh, you know my opinions on the you line, but it's kind of nice, the symmetry there. Um, 
so then later on that night, uh, we have Desmond by the fire drinking his little uh, whiskey. Desmond loves whiskey. Um, He's Scottish, so. Yeah. Um, so, isn't that more of an Irish thing? I thought it was... Uh, like They mentioned that last week with Sawyer. I thought it was... But um, maybe it, it's, I'm sure it's a Scottish thing. Too. I'm thinking of Scotch. No, Scotch is Scottish. Duh, Scotch. Um, is Scotch oh, whiskey the same yeah, thing? maybe this. I'm a beer drinker. I'm a vodka drinker. I'm Russian. <laughs> uh, I'm a beer drinker. I'm Australian. Um, you're Russian, so you're going to have like a Scottish <laughs> Russian hybrid wedding. That'd be cool. Like I'd wear a kilt and one of those like um, those hats. You know, those wee like Russian hats. <laughs> this is why you never got married. What are they called? <laughs> when I went to um, Alaska, I, I went... They had the anchorage. They had this self section at the Anchorage Museum. It was like uh, Alaska Russian relations. It was really interesting, and you could like try on these like little Russian hats. It was like cool. I liked it. Um, yeah, I don't know what they call, but I'm looking forward to that kilt hat wedding. Um, so Jack asked Desmond why he came back, and Desmond says he di- didn't come back on purpose. Uh, he said, "This is it. This is all that's left. We're stuck in a bloody snow globe. There is no outside world." Uh, I think this is also kind of poking fun at a lot of theories that happened in season two. One being that they're in a snow globe, which of course they wouldn't have done. But um, And then another theory, which I th- kind of always thought was interesting, that people theorize that they actually are the last survivors and like there's been some sort of apocalypse and the rest of the world is gone and they're the only ones left. So they're not really lost. They're the only survivors, which I always thought was interesting. Um so I guess that's poking fun at those theories. Um, but Desmond's pretty much given up on life at this point. Uh, he asks if they're still pushing the button. Um, then we get the return of badass Harry Saeed. Uh, he's telling Jack that he's figured out the advantage over Michael. He wants to use the boat, and he's going to approach uh, the trap before they arrive uh, and scout their camp. And then he'll start a signal fire, like kind of like Russo's one, and Jack will meet them and they'll go in together. Good plan. Uh, smart thinking from Saeed. Uh, and Jack's like, all right, I'll tell the others. No, don't tell the others. Uh, all we have is the element of surprise, Jack. Uh, this time they will know that we are coming. I, I missed badass Saeed. Like, he just makes me smile. Like, none of this Shannon stuff. Saeed is back, at least for another season or two. I like, um, I just going to say, I like, he kind of has one of those moments where it's clearly put in there just to remind the audience, like, remember last week at the funeral when we were walking and I told you that Michael had been compromised? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit like, I don't know if there was a previous year on Lost. Uh, there was, but I don't shot. think we got that full bit, but yeah. You know, sometimes I don't mind them cutting them out in, net, in the Netflix, but then it really does start the episodes quite abruptly sometimes. Like, suddenly you just bang, and they're, like, swimming. And they're like, what? <laughs> okay. Um, so we have Lack. Uh, Lack? Lock. Oh, Lack. Lack. That's Jack and Lock. That's a couple name. Uh, Lack. Um, Jock. Oh, but I, Jock is better, though. Um, <laughs> so he's walking uh, to the hatch, and then we get our favourite. <laughs> Yay! Hello, John. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Perform for us, Echo. Where uh, have you been? <laughs> uh, don't you just love? Hello. I, um, I love that. Where have you been? 
What have you been this doing today? This is depressing because we love Hello, John, but this is the fourth last Echo episode Don't, ever. don't. Like, literally, uh, he will appear in four more and then never again. Not a <laughs> single frame. Um, so, I'm a bit scared that this is might actually be the last Hello that we actually don't, ever get. We don't, no. Yeah. Because uh, he barely has any dialogue in his second last episode. Then his last one, he's getting smashed around by the monster. So I don't think this "Hello, John, where have you been?" is the last. <laughs> so, man, we got to find. We had Boom, we had Echo. We got to find our season. Oh, Grant Bowler's up to season four, is he? Yeah, so... Grant Bowler's season four. So it's Paolo, really? Juliet, Juliet, Juliet. Oh no, she's too much of a main. I feel like it's going to need to be one of the others. It's going to be like Tom or like. Mikhail, maybe, or I don't know. The, but. um, uh, the, yeah, uh, does, is the, uh, old one-eyed McFrenchie yeah, mid season? Yeah. Mikhail. Yeah. We'll go with him. Maybe it'll be him. We'll see. Could be Paolo. Maybe we'll have a Boo, complete... Paolo! <laughs> I mean, he's better than Nicky. Um, well, he's got a vagina. So... <laughs> uh, <laughs> moving on. I think. Uh... Locke, he's kind of a bit like a spoiled brat. He's He wants Echo to uh, let the clock run out to zero. Uh, he's like, no, you're a slave for the timer. <laughs> like, Locke's given up. He's like, what plan could I have? All right, I'm just going to go in there and beg now. I love racist uh, Locke here. Take to the black man, you're a slave. Yeah, you're a slave. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed that too. I've, oh, I've, oh, I've written you in big capital letters. Racist. <laughs> <laughs> this is where he's like, oh, I've had enough. I want him to stop pushing the button. He goes in, you, N-word, you stupid. <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> well, racism's back in in 2018, remember? So, oh, yeah. you effing N-word. <laughs> I love the you uh, N-word. Um, <laughs> We're not saying it. But us saying N-word, we've made people listening to this say it, so... Uh, <laughs> So, uh, yeah, you're a slave to the timer, and Echo's not going to stop pushing the button. I love this. Like, he already stole the, do you want to watch this again? Now he's still, do not tell me what I can't do. I love that. So John's going to be going, hello. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Who was it? Uh, I think Jack stole this catchphrase. Someone else said it in season one, didn't they? Jack wasn't, because you went off on how bad and cheesy it was. Yeah, but now Echo, do not tell me what... I think Echo could steal anyone's... Because he already had... Do you want to watch that? Like, he really is becoming locked with this button, button isn't he? Because he's stealing his catchphrases now. So um, he's a uh, young gummy Joe. Yeah, this is where uh, Locks needs to be like... Uh, you neglected to tell me about your situation, Echo. <laughs> I'll get you playing back to Nigeria on our dime, On Hurley's dime. Uh, so, yeah, Echo's become locked. But he really could do anyone. So if we can't live together, we are die alone. My baby. My baby. Yeah. Walt. Walt. Yeah. Walt. Walt. <laughs> Bollocks. You all, everybody. You all, everybody. I got um, you a pen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Someone had to steal the wart. I, I can't do boots without Vince being food. Someone had to... Boots stole the water. <laughs> it never gets old. Um, got any milk? Uh, yeah, Echo. Just 
any catchphrase. So, um, but <laughs> badass. Maybe Saeed could run a business for me. <laughs> Hello, freckles. <laughs> oh yeah, Echo doing Soria. Um, but Echo just goes badass. Like Locke tries to break the computer with the Jesus stick, and <laughs> Echo like beats him up and kicks him out of the hatch. Intense. Like, Get poor out, old gummy jo- like, We talk about. Uh, like what a ne- neglect of the elderly like poor old gummy joe like this is a recurring thing like people are not respecting their elders because he gets w- completely kicked out of the hatch i've, ri- like, I've written old, i've written old gummy joe who tries to bash echo <laughs> like, yeah, that's he's... not gonna work he just uses his little finger john what are you doing like we get it lock you got your legs back but it doesn't make you superman <laughs> but uh, back to the A team. Jack uh, gives Michael a gun. Hurley doesn't want one. There's no way I'm going to kill someone. I love Sawyer. Isn't that the point? Uh, Total Pan Solo. Um, and then Kate, you know, for one point, she's actually being smart. Uh, she, there, she's allowed on the trek this time, and she's being smart. She says, "Well, uh, we, I found the makeup and the fake beards. Maybe they're not hillbillies." I love Michael. They are hillbilly. <laughs> oh, Michael. How the mighty have fallen. Um, I just love the hillbillies. They are hillbillies. Um, and then the A-team are heading out. Um, Saeed's off asking Desmond for the boat. I mean, can Desmond say no? I mean, is it even Desmond's boat? Like, no, it's Libby's. Like, ask- <laughs> Like, Saeed goes up to the grave. I know that I didn't know you very well, Libby. <laughs> Can I have your boat? We didn't um, meet on the island. But then we yeah, didn't. Love- <laughs> <laughs> but we did meet. And I did get your boat. <laughs> oh, Saeed at funeral. Libby was um, a woman of little words. So I'll keep it that way. <laughs> <laughs> I'll keep it like Dick Jack. Um, but I love this. Off to see the hostiles, are you? Um, so that's the first reference of them being called hostiles. Um, I love Desmond because it's just drunk Desmond. He's just having a blast to getting drunk on the beach here. Like great view, lots of bottles of whiskey. You know what? Ignorance is bliss. The boat's all yours, brother. And then poor Said, but I don't know how to sail. <laughs> uh, and then Desmond shuts him down. Then I suggest you find someone who does. Um, so then we get a scene of Said. He's talking to Sun. Uh, Jin comes up. Then Said's like, "Oh shit." Says the husband, we know what he does, um, where I come from. Um, so he leaves, and Sun in Korean tells him that Saeed wants Jin to sail the boat, and Jin's not doing it. No, I'm not leaving you. I'm coming with you. So Sun pulled a total Kate, um, inviting herself along here. But I like I like this little trio of Saeed, Sun, Jin. It's fun. Uh, Sex the, is the Saeed, though. No, I invited Jin, not you. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you? Um, You're a woman. Yeah, you I can't sail. Yeah, it's, it's it's the diversity crew. It's kind of like in the finales, they go out of their way. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> let's put all the minorities on a boat and set them out. The oh, city. no, it's sunk. Oh, well, we're left with the whiteies. Oh, what a shame. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, the boat's gone. Oh, Michael's oh, left well. with another one, and Echo's about to die. Yeah, Echo's about to die. <laughs> yeah, that, that gets rid of him. Well, um, we get rid of the Australian at some point. Oh, here comes a quarantine door. Boom. <laughs> Yeah, there we go. All American. Oh, the all fatty's still in the show. Well, he'll have a heart attack walking back to the beach. 
<laughs> um, but I, I like it. But the finales they go out of their way to get something for everyone, so they just put these three on a boat, the diversity boat crew. Um, and the, it's like the, a diversity work outing. Or the, the last time these three will be on a watercraft and survive. Oh yeah, <laughs> too yeah, soon. That's a good point. <laughs> that's a good point. It is these three, isn't it? Uh, <laughs> surprise. They got there in the end. Surprised they didn't go down and blew up. And yeah, yeah, they probably could have saved a lot of trouble by just dying then. Well, um, it's, it's kind of like you know we're gonna have oh how we how we kill the Arab off on the show. Oh, let's blow him up. Um, you know why don't they just add him praying before going halakba? Uh, just like as we get in this episode, because you know Syed's been praying every day on this island. We not, we need to see it now. Well, I like that. Um, I actually really like. I've talked about how Lost does good stuff with their characterization without it being like a plot line. And I've talked about how, you know, Claire talks about horoscopes and stuff. I like that they put that in to see, oh, well, he is a man of faith. He comes from an Arab country. Um, and let's not forget that he is different to these people. So I like that. Um, I think that's a cool touch that they easily could have, he could have easily just been sitting there reading a book or something. So, um, <laughs> Like you do. You know, I think it's important too, because like, I guess, you know, we talked about this in the very beginning about how, you know, what major network show on US television is going to have one of the main characters as like an Arab character. So the fact that we've also got, you know, him praying, uh, you know, because I mean, I guess kind of all most people mainstream are going to see this type of thing is, you know, in negative connotations, isn't it? You know, it's going to be on an episode of 24 just before somebody goes and blows themselves up, you know, because that's all the, the Muslims are on sort of 24 style shows. So yeah, it's kind of, it's nice when we actually do see, because you know, not all Muslims are going to blow themselves up and kind of say it does in this show. But um, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, 1% of this religion are the bad eggs and 99% are just going to be doing what Syed's doing here. And it's, it's not, you know, it doesn't mean he's going to go, you know, blow up a building or something like that. Did you just get sick halfway through the episode? Did I get sick? You sound like you've got a really blocked note. I do. I, like, ridiculously get blocked. <laughs> I have to keep muting myself because, I like, here's got something for the listeners I want to know. I have, like, an incredibly runny right nostril and I've got, like, a pimple up it so I can't really, like, blow it properly. So I have to, like, mute myself and sound like a trumpet. I mean, next time I do it, That's I can... why you're not laughing at any of my classic <laughs> jokes. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it's, it's a case of, like, I'm all sinusy and shit <laughs> because it's, like, summer... Except uh, it's not when you're listening to Well, it is in America when you're listening to this. We, we, we're deliberately recording this in a way so we suit the seasons for our American listeners. Um, so I get hay fever and I get stuffy. I think it's a good point, the diversity. And, you know, I feel like this would maybe be championed even more if it happened now. Uh, yeah. Which is weird because it was ahead of the game. But now people would be like, oh, my God, so good. They're showing this guy praying and he's just a normal dude. But uh, apparently no one cared in 2006. Um but we're back with the A-team, uh, marching through the jungle. Uh, Sawyer nearly falls for the thing that Kate did. <laughs> uh, and this is I love this two-episode plot line uh, where she, she tells him that they got caught in the net. Which, this is just so funny. I love this recurring joke. When the doc told me you got caught in the net, I thought he meant something else. Um, which, you know, it's just so funny to think back to three minutes when uh, Sawyer's like, I screwed her. <laughs> you know, we got caught in a net, and Jack's like, what? Um, and then Kate, since when did you and Jack start talking about me? Oh, you love it. <laughs> um, stop. 
You love it. They just, they um, just need to have a threesome with her and just get it out of their yeah, system. Get it done. Yeah. You know, get the old and then they'll probably find out they really don't even like each other. They get just the, need to get it open. And then, and then Jack and Sawyer will just get it on with each other. Kate will just be going, oh, God, okay, there we go. That makes sense. <laughs> yeah, like that That was what was waiting. That was the tension. Get so. off the spit roast and move on. Yeah. <laughs> There's another sound drop. <laughs> <laughs> Get off the spit roast and move on. Can people Google that right now? I'm not explaining it. Well, I mean... <laughs> I, I mean, two, two, two replies. That I think A, they either know uh, what you mean, or B, to quote our good friend Desmond Hume, ignorance is bliss. Um, but for no apparent reason at all, other than it's the finale, the Hurlybird returns. Uh, did that bird just say my name? Yeah, it did. Right before it crapped gold. Uh, I don't get why they brought the hurly bird back. Uh, but this, I always feel, was supposed to be a joke. But to this day, people are like, oh, they never explained the hurly bird. Who like, cares? Never. <laughs> That's exactly. And I'm not saying this in hindsight. I sincerely mean this. Even since 2006. Like, who cares? It's just a bird. Like, why do people get so upset about this? And, it, like, the answer is here. Yeah, right before it cracked gold. It didn't say his name. It's just a joke and Hurley's crazy. Like, people to this day are getting uptight about the Hurley bird. It's like, you know, I don't think they ever needed it. But, like, I'm fine with it. It's just the Hurley bird. Like, do we need the big answer, the big reveal? Like, it's just a no. freaking bird. <laughs> Like, I mean... This is a weird island. It didn't say Hurley. It was just a joke. Yeah. Um, do we get it again, or is that it? No, but we get an answer to it in the epilogue, uh, which, you know, I don't think we ever needed the answer for, but we do get it. Um, it was a Dharma experiment. So, uh, oh, this breaks my heart, more so than the Desmond and Penny stuff. Locks having a little cry in the yeah. jungle. Oh, Cummy Joe! Been beat up by Echo, kicked out. People are picking on me. <laughs> this actually does make me sad. Like I was just like, oh. Uh, Charlie catches him, so he does the old like wiping his tear. Nothing, I'm fine. Something I wasn't crying. Oh, so it's it's very humanizing to see Locke cry, not in a flashback. Um, I do like Charlie though. Like I mean, I, yeah, I'm with you. It's it's sad. But I I kind of also am a bit like. I like Charlie's little gloating moment. He's got that little smirk on his face. Because it's kind of like, you know, like, Charlie kind of loves this. He's like, yeah, you old geezer. <laughs> Beat him up, sir. Yeah, Charlie starts beating up Locke. Oh, now's my chance. <laughs> Gets him while he's down. Um, yeah, but it's, it's sad for Locke. His faith has been completely torn apart. His pathetic little life. Now he's been kicked out. I mean, you know, it's sad, but it's not like nothing will change if Echo keeps pushing the fund. It's just, well, I've got to find a new hobby. Um, but Charlie tells him that Desmond's back. Desmond's back? Um, they don't all run down the beach like with Michael. Michael's back! Like, Desmond's back! <laughs> not celebrity like Michael. Um, Saeed and Jin are son are preparing to leave and then like you said so he tries to reject son um i don't get this you need someone 
who knows how to translate. Well, that makes sense. And you need at least two people who know how to sail. Like, when did Sun learn how to sail? Like, did Jin take her out on the sailing courses in the harbour in Seoul? Or something? She's like, probably gone on, like, you know, um, socialite cruises or something like that when Jin's off bashing people. Like, oh, Chen, let's go fancy. off and Sun in Seoul Harbour. Like, you know. Like, rich champagne. Like, with the caviar. <laughs> yeah, like, you can learn how to sail. And do you need two people? Like, Desmond <laughs> Desmond did it fine. Um, oh, and then, yeah, like, like, the way he says, like, Desmond did fine, sons of reply, and look where he ended up. Like, well, he didn't well, get the, the coordinates that Michael gets in the next episode of, like, go to whatever it was, like, 921. I would say touche. I think Sun has a point there. Like, Desmond's drunk on the beach, like, three well, years later. He was drunk so. sailing. <laughs> Yeah, well, this show uh, loves DUIs amongst. So, uh, but when the men like do it, it's SUI. okay. <laughs> uh, Desmond got an SUI sailing under the influence. Where's like um, a Sea Patrol, Alan Dale, like pulling him up? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, sir. You been drinking? <laughs> Drunk boating. Uh, I love Jin's little shrug when Sun's coming. Like I'm coming. She does a Kate, and Jin just gives this little. Nope. I can't tell her no. He's pussy. She doesn't listen now. to me. <laughs> I love married son and June. Um, I like them better when they're fun and not fighting with each other. Uh, we like we have our one token Claire scene. She's vaccinating Aaron. Desmond tells her she's wasting her time. I think that's kind of a a good metaphor for just Claire. Uh, the sense of waste of time in the same scene of Claire. Uh. I love Desmond. He's the father here on the island. Uh, get... He's been time. Dick Thomas. Yeah, I was about to say, we get Dick Thomas reference here. He only, only thinks about himself. Yeah, I mean, I'm totally on board with you, Claire. Like, that guy's a dick. Um, Is Desmond mildly he... flirting as the father on the yeah, island? I mean, <laughs> while I'm drunk, <laughs> I'm about to kill myself. Take your pants off, love. Get some punani out of it. Let's practice um... how you made this fucker. He's doing what's best for him. I mean, fair point, Claire. Thomas I'm going to do dick. what's best for me, and I'll bend over. <laughs> um, fun fact, Thomas's paintings. What about my paintings, Claire? <laughs> and you've got your $5 an hour job at Fish and Fry? Um, <laughs> Thomas's paintings actually show up in Widmore's office in a future flashback. Because he's gone on to be uh-huh. this rich painter. He's like the Van Gogh yeah. of Australia. <laughs> Should have. Yeah, when, when he said, what about my painting career? That was because he had a big break. Uh, that's why he left, because he's gone and moved to LA and, um, or London. But it's night again, and Desmond's still drinking. I love this lock. Uh, so what did one snowman say to the other snowman? Uh, smells like carrots. Um, <laughs> I love the kind of just the connection tying it into with early season, season two, because you never thought we'd see... Desmond back again. Um, I love him calling him Boxman. Hello yourself, Boxman. <laughs> uh, is Locke a drinker, or is he just trying to be cool here? So I'm like, Locke drinking? No. Does Did we ever see Locke drunk? <laughs> well, we don't see many of these characters drunk. So. Um, I don't see Locke drinking. He's, he's lost no, a kidney. He's trying to be cool. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, maybe in a former life he drunk when he was mad at the world, but not now. I think he's just trying to get be cool with Desmond. Um, Desmond's not so sure that the world is still here. Uh, and then Locke tells Desmond the button was all for nothing. It was a, 
he found the pearl in the video and it was a social experiment. Uh, you know, we're not idiots. What the hell is with the flashes here? Like, yeah. He's literally telling the story. Like, he's telling exactly what's on the screen. <laughs> like, like I don't get this. Like, we're not idiots. This was three weeks, two weeks ago. Like, we remember. Um... Lock, uh, Desmond doesn't believe him, so Locke shows him the video. You want to take a walk? I'll make the popcorn. Yum. Um, I want popcorn. And then he says, well, if you're so sure about this, why don't you just stop pushing the button? I have, but unfortunately someone else just decided to start. Uh, I love this rivalry between... Like, they were buddies <laughs> on the little mission the other week. Now they're going at it. Uh, and then, like, you rest up, um, and I'll buy you an ice cream. No, uh, you... <laughs> Tomorrow we're going to find out what happens if the button doesn't get pushed. I feel like that should have been uh, the end of part one. That's the, the kind of mini cliffhanger. But anyway, uh, we're getting through it. Uh, they're A-team. They're at night with the campfire. Hurley doesn't want to eat. Uh, that's rare. Um, <laughs> with Dick Sawyer, it's like, you're hungry. No, I'm not hungry. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. Uh, Michael's freaking out. Jack catches him. You shouldn't be out here alone. I'll give you a hand. Uh, thanks for risking your neck to save my boy. <laughs> this is a bit cringy. Live together, die alone, man. Like, this is back when, like, they did their little, like, bro, like, hug handshake thing early on. Like, <laughs> I don't get the title other than, like, obviously it was Jack's speech, but I don't get it. Like, I'm sure you could force it, like, oh, they're working together because they don't want to die alone. Like, I don't know. I don't get why they called it Live Together, Die Alone. Like, this was episode five when Jack said that. And I know it's a recurring motif, but it's kind of a random title. You should um, just call it Plane Crash or something like that. Yeah, just... Yeah, I mean, I like the title, but it's just like now. Um, the sailing team are on the boat. Sun, it's not seasickness, Jin. I know. Oh, she's pregnant. Um, Is she? What? Where's our flashback <laughs> for that? <laughs> I like having sex. And then, Jin, there's something you should see. And we introduced to the four-toed statue. Giant-ass um, It drove people crazy for years, but we eventually saw the answer for. Um, like I don't know what's thing, more disgusting. The fact that the rest of the statue is missing or that it has four toes. Uh, what did you say about the bird? It's like a bird statue or something, isn't yeah, it? It's like an Egyptian tower like, statue thing. Jacob's home. Jacob's in there right now, probably. He's chilling. Um, <laughs> he'd just come out now. I'll say, Jin, son, uh, <laughs> you know, you're all candidates. Can you go back and tell everyone else? What's um, the, uh, the How Lost Should Have Ended video? It's like, hey, guys, would you like me to show you this? In six years! <laughs> something like that when he's on the beach oh. and they crash. <laughs> uh, but I like the four-toed statue. I thought that was kind of a random mystery and kind of shows that maybe the island dates back further than just the Dharma Initiative. Uh, uh, then Echo's in the hatch and the lights go off. So Echo's off investigating and we have Desmond triggering a lockdown and they lock poor old Echo out of the main room, so he gets a little taste of his own Echo medicine, and lock grabbing his Jesus stick, which is like the ultimate betrayal of Echo. You just can't do that. Um, and are you sure about this? I'm more sure about this than anything in my entire life. Well, Ooh. lock, you shouldn't have said that too soon. Uh, <laughs> we'll get to part two. All right, Boxman, then we wait. Um, 
And then Desmond's asking about Echo. He's a priest. We locked out a priest. <laughs> uh, and then I love this. I like, buff Echo climbing out of the hatch from the old rope from Man of Science, Man of Faith. Like, man, that would have been... He, he's got core upper body strength Lost there. Ninja Warrior going up these uh, yeah, like, walls. Yeah. Yeah, epic climb there. Like, I wonder if he fell a few times trying to get up there. But, um, we have Charlie playing the guitar... And Echo comes up. I didn't get the quote. What did he say? Like, do you know how to get into the hatch or something? Like, oh. And then he says, I don't know. You, uh, hum it. I can play it. Or... I'll find it for you. I'll get it in the transcript. Uh, but Charlie agrees to help Echo. Um, I like this. The A-team. Sawyer asks who the others are. Um, and he says, my theory, they're aliens. Uh, I think that the writers are just poking fun at all fan theories in this episode. Um and then we have Kate here. Uh, she tells Sawyer, we're being followed. There's at least two of them across the river. Uh, in about five seconds, I'll turn the tables on them. Uh, which she does. And Sawyer kills one of the others. And the other one escapes. Um, Jack tells Kate not to go after the other one. Because we've already been warned. Uh, and this is where Jack confronts Michael about the truth. Uh, do you have this transcript before we get into this thing? Because I feel like this is an important scene. Uh, yeah, the transcript is, Char- Charlie, do you know how to get- they got the hatch door open? No, but if you hum it, I can- Desmond now. I could probably <laughs> play it. Um, yeah, that's-, yeah, that's funny. I, li- um, I kind of like good old Charlie here. Like, you know, poor old broken up by um, uh, by Locke and now broken up by Echo. Oh, and now Echo's trying to go after Locke. It's like, why are my two exes are with each other? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is Kate all over again. Um, but yeah, we've already been warned. And Jack confronts Michael about the truth. And angry Jack, tell them. Like Jack's going psycho here. I like um, angry. Uh, I like it when he gets angry, though. I like it when he gets angry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, this is where uh, uh, Michael admits to them what was happening. Uh, that he was killed them, that he set Henry Gale free. Um, Hurley, did you kill them? And Lucia and Libby? I had to. I couldn't find any other way. And Libby was a mistake. I didn't have time to think. I love Hurley here. Like, But if you did have time. Yeah. <laughs> but if you did have But we did have time. <laughs> and you did kill her. Um, <laughs> but if you did have time, you still would have killed her, right? Hurley's great. Um, where was I reading? Uh, so Hurley says he's going back. But Jack doesn't let him. Poor Hurley. Because Jack has a plan. Um, now, I was reading this, I think it was on Lostpedia, uh, in terms of this scene, um, that they wanted this to be more. But, uh, yeah, according to Lindelof and Cuse, there was really supposed to be a scene where Sawyer was also wanting to go back with Hurley, thinking it was stupid to help Michael after what he did. Damon and Carlton wish they could have handled the feelings of the actors differently, but they just ran out of time. I kind of agree with that. Like, it, this scene should have been bigger, I feel. Well, they, they do kind of don't react. I've, I feel, yeah, I feel like they don't react enough to the fact that he's just killed two people. I mean, I guess these are our original crew and maybe they don't care as much because they were the tailies. But, you know, poor old Hurley. Like, you were talking about last week, I think it was, when you're like, he barely mourns her. Like, he's just found out that Michael, like, this bestie from the day one of the crash, has murdered the love of his life. And he's just kind of like, oh, you know, okay, I want to go back. All right, cool. 
<laughs> so it's just, yeah, I feel there should be something a little bit more like, shouldn't they be like going after Michael and like punching him down or something like that? So, you know, Jack, when, like, let's, this is this is Jack's, you know, reaction to like, oh, it's just analyst here in Libby. Like when poor old Boone's get like, he's punching old gummy Joe. Like, why did you lie to me? Why did you lie to me? Um, but they kind of says here in the production notes, they had a crazy schedule for this episode. And, you know, for the people who say, oh, Lost just made it up as they went along. Well, a lot of the time, you know, people don't think realistically that this is a 24-episode season television show where, you know, sometimes there are going to be mistakes or there's going to be plot lines dropped. And this is just a good example of this because the crew started writing Live Together, Die Alone four weeks prior to its airing. The episode was shot in 17 days with two simultaneous crews, and the final scene with Penelope was shot just five days before airing. Mm. Like if that just exemplifies kind of my defense a lot of the time for these writers that, you know, when you think about shows like Breaking Bad and all these like network uh, cable shows, they're like, oh, they're so much better, they're so well thought out. Well, that's because a lot of the time, you know, they can write the entire season of Better Call Saul before they even shoot a single shot of it. And that allows you to have better uh, story arcs and to have it more consistent. Um, But, you know, I feel like maybe people are a bit too harsh on network shows because that schedule, they shot that final scene five days before it aired and they had to edit all that together, uh, give a final go-ahead on the edit and just... So much going on, and that's a bit of a defense for Lost in that they had this big, massive story, but they also had this crazy schedule that they were working with. And, you know, they would have wrapped that up, they would have gone on holiday for a month, come back, and the whole thing would have started again with season three. So it was just a crazy schedule for the whole six years of this show. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's how TV works now, really, is the fact that kind of just with shows with, you know, Netflix and, you know, these Amazon Prime and sort of stuff when shows, yeah, have to be kind of done all at once because they're going to be released all at once. They're basically filmed all at once. So it's kind of that's how I think a lot of these shows will do it. And you, yeah, you're absolutely right that you've got to kind of look at how this is all done and played out. And just, you know, we we talk up enough of much of how Lost was kind of ahead of its time, the way it kind of did these because i'm sure if you showed this to anybody today and didn't tell them this was a network show they probably wouldn't believe you that it was a network show um so i think kind of it's important to note that and yeah like you know you said it i think last week that kind of finales of lost are always like movies so you know it's kind of just the extent you got to go to and you don't shoot a movie in 17 days so it's it's kind of it's it's how they've got to do this and you've also got to account for the fact that they're filming this on location in hawaii this isn't a set so the fact that, you know, yeah. they've got to do things outdoor, they've got to rely on weather, they've got to rely on, like, day and night, lighting and things like that. So, you know, and plus, none of these actors necessarily will always shoot these in one take. You know, people fuck their lines up. Something will happen, you know, and then there's bloopers and things like that. So it's kind of, there's a whole thing around it, and they've got a shooting schedule, as you said, because then they've got to get it to production by a certain date to be sure that it's edited and put together properly so they can air it in time. So the fact that they can film a scene five days before it airs, I mean, that's ridiculous. You know, it's it's, it's absolutely yeah. crazy to think that they can do that. So, yeah. It's really, the schedule is not, like, it's not realistic. Like, no one should be working like that. Um, so, you know, it's not a total defense for when Lost kind of drops plot lines and stuff like that. But it is somewhat of a defense that, you know, for people who are like, oh, but they didn't map out the entire show from the get-go. 
Like, when were you supposed to do that? Like, you wrote this script and submitted it four weeks prior to its airing. Like, when are you supposed to map out an entire six-season show? Like, there's no time for that. And people don't understand there how, like, TV... Unless you are picked up on the get-go, put to season, which it's rare that you're kind of given a series run from the get-go, even then, no show gets a six-series run. And, like, straight away, they've oh. gone to J.J. Abrams, you know, Dan Linnell, like, okay, well, you can be on the air for six seasons. Make sure you map it out correctly. Like, we went over it in the first season. That, what, like, oh. out of 13 episodes, here, congratulations, you got a full series. Then it's going to get, you know, gradual. Wasn't it till like, season three or four when they eventually said this will end at season oh. six? Well, this will be our big talking point throughout season three. Right. The reason why season three is so all over the shop. Uh, so, we'll save it, the discussion for then. But, yeah, I mean, Lost was a rare show to get that honour. But, yeah, at this point, they don't even know. For all they know, they're going to have to do this show for 10 years. They can't just say, oh, we're ready to finish it, because ABC would say no. And even Breaking and Bad... The... is not the one in control of the show. And, look, I, I, don't, I can't speak for Breaking Bad in terms of how it was, because I don't know if I've read enough of the behind-the-scenes stuff. But, I mean, name a show that they've deliberately had a set amount of time, like I said, okay... Breaking Bad will only go for five seasons, you know what I mean? Or, like, you know, I only envision... Like, even then, I think, like... You know, I always seem to reference Desperate Housewives, but I think even, like, Mark Cherry, who created that, said this was only meant to go for a certain amount of time, but then they basically forced my hand, so I kept going with it. So, it's kind of, you know, even, like, as you said, like, ABC... Like, they might have said, oh, this is only a three-season show, but then they're probably going to be like, well, fuck it, no, this is really good, we want you to keep going. Um, so yeah. yeah, there's a lot of network network and production staff and kind of, you know, you hear this a lot about movies and that, how movies kind of get ruined because the director's vision is ruined because the, you know, the studio executives will step in and change it up for, for release and stuff like that. So yeah. Yeah. It's, Cause I guarantee you they didn't want to do six seasons for this show. So again, we'll talk more about this during season three, but it's just some defense for people to say, oh, they made it up as they went along. Well, yeah, they had a general outline, but sometimes they just had no choice if they're submitting four weeks prior to airing. Uh, and, yeah, I guarantee you, they probably wanted this show to run for four seasons or something. Um, and, you know, if Damon Lindelof said, no, we're doing four seasons, you know what ABC does? Bye-bye, James, uh, Damon. Here's the door. Uh, and they get someone else in. It's not like... Damon Lindelof can say, oh, I wrote the pilot and I'm the executive producer, so it ends whenever I want. No. Um, so, you know, we shouldn't go on too much for this because this will be a huge strong point for the next season. But just to end it off, uh, we have the say praying, as we said, and Jin spots the rocks and say says, we're here. You know, we're it's not supposed here. to be like a bad cliffhanger because it's not supposed to be a cliffhanger. This aired on the same day. This was written together. This is literally just 42 minutes into it. So, you know, it's nothing exciting because it's not the end of the episode. Um, so that's it. Live Together, Die Alone, part one. Um, so, yeah, uh, questions. Uh, what is the foot? What is the four-toed statue? Yeah, yeah, I got in before you did. Woo! Sounds that's like the I only one I had. <laughs> um... Yeah, well, we've got a few more next episode, don't we? What is the four-toed yep. So that's for part one. And no answers that I had. Uh, yeah, no, I don't have any. Uh, what is the print log? I mean, the only that Radzinski made the edits on the Did we have that film. as a question? We had a question about the film, but I don't know. I think our question uh, was why the other part of the film. Uh, the question I've actually got here is, why was the section of the film cut and hidden? 
Um, well, we technically don't have that. Um, so, do we find out that though, or no? We never find it out. So, it's can we cross that off then? <laughs> I feel like we, you know, a we got to see what was in the other part of the film, and we also learned that Radinsky made edits. So, well, I think we okay, right? Crossing that one out. All right. I mean, when we do an episode on the question, ah, we, we... mention. Sorry to interrupt. We I've done a lot. Uh, episode three this season, we had what happens to Desmond. Oh yeah, we know. Yep, and we also oh, no, this is more next episode, isn't it? Why is Jack's key being drawn to the wall? I guess we get that next episode, don't we? Yeah. Okay. Uh, so that's it. Uh, what are we going to do for our rankings for this episode, part one? Uh, look, I'm going to buy it. It's it's a low buy for me for part one, just because, like as I said, I kind of think like they're they're very polar opposites in the fact that you know. Yeah, I'm still going to buy it, and I kind of put it on my rankings at 22nd. So, I actually put this directly below three minutes from last week. So, um, yeah, just as part one, that is, of course. So, uh, not complete. Like, I know you have them as as a complete episode. But, um, yeah, I'll buy this one still, just uh, this part by itself. Oh, yeah, it's a buy. There's no way you could do anything different for it. Um and again, it's one episode to me. It's not two episodes. But even then, it would still be a solid 42 minutes. Um, so, you know, if you're listening to this on the day it was released, we've just also put up part two. Uh, so you can pretty much stop this and just uh, slide on over to part two. So that's all we really need to say. Uh, this is a two-parter. So you want to hear our thoughts about uh, part two and all the other dumb stuff that we talk about. Uh, so we'll go straight into that. Um, but my name is Noah and... Um, oh, God. Uh, live together, die alone, man. And my, my name is Ben and I'm sh- more sure about ending this episode than anything else in my entire life. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.